Hey guys, welcome to Dark Sugar. This is Kiana and we have we have Rachel on the mic. <laughs> Rachel on the mic and our topic is privilege in higher education. And <clears throat> we have a couple questions to introduce this topic. Rachel and I both went to college. Um I went to NAU. <clears throat> it's in Flagstaff, Arizona. Um and then Rachel went to Vassar in wait, Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. <laughs> okay, New York. <clears throat> what did you major in? I always forget what you majored in. I majored in international studies. It was a multidisciplinary humanities social science major. Damn. Um, I combined the disciplines of political science and Africana studies and the languages of French and the region. Well, I didn't really have a region. I was supposed to pick a region of the world, but I didn't really pick one. It wasn't relevant. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's Rachel. Damn. <clears throat> and um, I majored in English. How boring. Um, I majored in English. Um, and I have a minor in ethnic studies with an emphasis in linguistics. So that's our college background. And I feel like being black, for sure, being in this century uh, put, definitely creates different vibes in college that I feel like are kind of complicated. So our first question is if we were prepared to go to college. Do you think do you think you were prepared like was it a big shock or how were you feeling going into it I guess I was prepared for the work and the writing the workload actually was less in college than in high school for me there was about 3 essays a semester three essays every six or four months mm -hmm. instead of homework and tests every week or homework every day there wasn't no homework and we i didn't have to take like math classes or those prerequisites i didn't have to take that um those freshman classes i just went straight into my major and so i was prepared for that end and i was prepared financially as well um, not on my own, like, I'm not worthy, but <laughs> I was, have, I have the privilege of having, like, someone be able to take out loans and pay some of it, and, um, my grandma helped a little bit too, so, um, with that being said, you know, when we go to college and when we're, we're, the, the end goal is to increase our finances, increase our livelihood, you know, increase our chances of making it, increase our chances of making our dreams come true or, you know, working on our projects or being experts in our field. And that's not necessarily what you're taught in college necessarily. That should be the goal. And, but that's, nobody really talks about that. It's very hidden, silent. Like it's not, there's like a small career center that yeah. nobody uses and it's underfunded and it's, right. and, and they don't really, the they can't do much. Yeah, when that's the main shit. It's like, aren't you trying to teach? Isn't this, don't I need this for a job? And I feel like that's the least focused thing mm -hmm. is a career. It's weird. Cause at the end of the day, the schools are businesses. They only, they get, their business is the transaction of taking you out of high school into college and you paying your four years. Once you're done, you've given them all the business you can ever give them unless you want to go to grad school and they have a grad school. But that's another story. Like, it's just, they don't really, it doesn't matter what you do after for them unless you do something really big. But they don't care if you fail because they already won. They already got your money. They already got your name, the number, your 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 background you know all your diversity that you bring to them you're they already got all that stuff from you and they gave you what a piece of paper they didn't really end it 
Mm-hmm. Piece of paper and a lot of bills. Thank you. <laughs> and um, I feel like in high school making friends. I don't know. In college, I don't think I was prepared on how to make friends or how to socialize in a context like a little more outside of school because I feel like high school it's like okay you're all going to the same high school you know it's a more of a juvenile type feeling but I don't know at NAU I feel like NAU was super exclusive um and you know unless you're in a sorority or some type of like social network you know in terms of a club it was so hard to fucking make friends like so hard so like right there I did not feel prepared definitely wasn't prepared financial aid wise definitely wasn't prepared in terms of credits dual enrollment credits if you please if you have the opportunity to do dual enrollment do it it will save you so much like if I did it and there was a process to do it and you got like a scholarship like six credits which is like that can that can shift your major like that can shift a semester or two that you have to add on you know so if I would have done that I would have been a little more set because I had to take an extra semester which was fine but I would have I would have preferred if I didn't do that and I wish you know that wouldn't have happened so in that instance I wasn't prepared and I wasn't even prepared for um Rachel's making me laugh. I wasn't even prepared. Um, I just didn't know a lot about my amount about my classes. I remember asking my other friends, like, wait, how do I do classes? Like, how do I figure this out? My advisors, unfortunately, like, weren't super helpful. And that's another thing. I would just I would just like Rachel said, go into it like, okay, this is a job and try to honestly figure out just do everything you can to get graduate the fastest you can the less loans you have to take that's my thing because you know i that extra semester that was an extra semester of loans you know i wish i wouldn't have had to do that so was i prepared Eh, somewhat but i definitely could have been more prepared in that aspect um oh (laughs) i just answered my own question what i wish someone told me starting college um dual enrollment credits i just said that and if i would have known about that and and advisors if i would have known about that i would have been more prepared but um as for you rachel what is something you wish someone told you before you went to college to take advantage of the resources and to take advantage of the space the amount of space that you have like the community take advantage of this as if it was a little town as if it's a city that you have to make a name for yourself in take advantage <laughs> of the computers of all the technology of all the art crap of all the you know all of it dance take dance classes for god's sakes take all these classes because you need to get the skill you need some experience in the things that we see on our digital arena you know to make you in order to make it real and if you don't have really any if you only can write essays that might not help you in this eight day and age you maybe you need to take a comp sci class maybe you need to take more coding um and so you can be a digital marketing designer whatever make ads make um social media posts you know, we need editors like that. We need more people who can do the back end stuff. 
And, um, you know, it doesn't have to be all boring stuff like astronauts or science, you know, science doesn't have to be all boring. If you don't like nature or like, or, or space, you don't have to do those things. You don't have to do environmental or astronomy. You can do, you know, you can be like, okay, I'm going to find ways to make makeup. I'm going to find ways to make, um, different skincare products that's healthy or combining things, you know, that's more chemistry, but you get what I'm saying. I think school needs to be, I think people, I wish somebody would have said school is this, like, this is the facade that we show off of it. Like, you know, the prestige of the name of the school and the community, but really you need to navigate it as if it was just a regular thing, because actually all that stuff is not going to do anything unless you're driving the car and you're pressing on the gas pedal. If you're just staying straight, and I mean, staying stand, standing still, and there's no key in the ignition, like it's not gonna work, even if it's a brand new Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's the next question, Key? The next question is. Oh shit. Mm. <laughs> what? Question three? How is post grad life, though? <laughs> <laughs> Well, post-grad life is, was a surprise for me. Like, I mean, when I first graduated, I was on a high of a high ride of being like, I just got my bachelor's degree. I'm the shit. I have a diploma. I have a degree. I can do anything I want. And once that, you know, you can't ride on that unless you got, unless you're riding, you flowing on some green shit with Benjamins on the, on his face. <laughs> you can't really, that's not true. And so it was a surprise for me that post-grad life is like, really you're now at the beginning of your life you're now at the beginning of trying things as an adult you're now seen as worthy when really you've always been worthy you've always been an adult since you're 18 you've always you know had the right to do many things in your life but now you have to have a title a job title and of revenue coming in and then your own land your own home to back everything up when really you know we should have more shared living spaces, but that's a whole nother topic. And then the title and the jobs, like there's not a lot of jobs for like what we practice. We we spent four years practicing and studying and trying to be beginning experts in these writing social science fields. And there isn't a lot for us. And there isn't a lot of like opportunity to start at an entry level with just college experience you need usually more experience at least one or two years of working in that field and many of us don't have that because there was only like retail and like you know activism activist work and um i would say real estate you know more of the the hardcore harder things that have when i say harder things i mean more structured more structured careers that have basic ways of doing it like you follow certain kind of rules there isn't a lot of flexibility in your expression and there aren't really artistic careers so, i mean some people might say teaching is one but when you have a certain curriculum when you have these all these state tests and there's isn't that much time to like actually you know make that profession creative mm-hmm. it's very hard that's why good teachers are hard to come by yeah so postgrad, I'm saying that because like I'm working as a teacher right now. I haven't really started yet, but next semester. And I was surprised like that I would have to go back 
and basically start do everything I did over except in another role in the position of the teacher of the classroom and I'd be getting money for it when honestly I should have been getting money for it as a student (laughs) I should have been getting paid as a student to do my work and um or at least getting like I don't know healthcare benefits or some shit (laughs) and um because being the teacher is like you have to do less of the work kind of and all you got to do is kind of be there for for the people be there for the class so and show up with kids you don't have to really show up i guess <laughs> if you're the student um we're still both of us are still living at home and at age 22 and living at home it's like you don't get to be age 22 <laughs> you get to be 10 years old again and that's really tough for the ego but sometimes most of the time you just got to take it and ride the wave and you know look straight smile nod say yes do what you got to do and you know make your other life on the side your independence has to stay intact and your independence has to you know be embraced and kept somehow you have to have some percentage of your life be independent and living at home feels like there isn't enough enough room for that but always keep a little bit protective for yourself um and then finding your goals in life and the purpose in life it's kind of it's difficult to search for your purpose when you aren't trying a lot of things and you don't have a lot of room to to try a lot of things or to live in different ways if you don't really know how you're going to live like how how are you going to know how you're going to live if you've never really tried different ways out you and, and you know like what socialization is and you know what culture is and so like you understand you the way you were raised that was one way and you can you can continue in doing habitual behavior things that coincide with that culture but you also have the choice and the consciousness that you know of that there's other things out there to choose and try out things like that and i'm not trying i'm not trying to say you should appropriate other people's cultures no but i'm just trying to say when you are like if you are if if you are a brown or black person in a religious or you know i would say religious i would say what other adjectives could i talk about like that are kind of strict forms of I'm just really thinking of religion. Yeah. Your, well, let's just use religion yeah. as the example then because I'm just trying to say like when when you are a brown or black person like you growing up in places that are kind of strict there are other options for you that and you can choose other cultures or ways of living that and it won't be appropriative. So, yeah, that's my take on that postgrad. What would I do differently if I had to do it all over again? I probably would go to the same college, but just would have a different perspective and different goal going in. Like, I probably wouldn't have dated the guy I dated in college. I probably wouldn't have dated a lot of the people I dated in college, but I probably would have, you know, taken more classes. Like I said, like taking more art classes, taking more film classes, dance classes, and actually made more projects like did my finals as like movie projects and did my finals as different kinds of projects than writing like i would also write i probably would write one essay per class and then do one like 
artistic project. I wouldn't change my major. I wouldn't join a sorority. I didn't have sororities at my college. I don't really think sorority or fraternities, like, give you anything unless you are a popular kid. You know, unless you are running it, unless you got a good role in it and you know someone or you're, you're like, the executive board member. Because I don't think, I think it's just not real. I think people pay to have friends, pay to go to gatherings, you pay for all that shit. And it's also very stereotypical, like, the events. They're all so basic. You know, black sororities, yeah, maybe they're not so basic, but they're still traditional as fuck. They're still fun. Like, the parties are fun. Like, step shows, they are hella lib. But I I would just go support sororities. I wouldn't join one myself. How about you, Key? As far as what I... Sorry, I'm far away from my... Okay, here I am. As far as what I would do differently... Um, would I join a sorority? No. Oh, wait, actually? Okay, wait, no, I couldn't have. Oh, well, first of all, I would have gone to a different school. Um, I went to NAU. I was literally following someone there. That person didn't even end up going there until their, like, third year. So I would have gone somewhere else (laughs) because, I mean, NAU was okay. Um, but my experience there was... You know, it was hard to make friends, super exclusive. Um, you know, there's a lot of racism in Flagstaff, and that would, you know, sometimes cross over to NAU. So I definitely experienced that. So, you know, I had fun in college, but I don't think my college was very fun. Um, you know, so that's one thing. But I think, I think if not join a sorority, I would join a club. And I actually did try to join clubs at NAU, um, but not until like my junior, senior year. So I was kind of late into some of the clubs that had been there. You know, people had been there since freshman year. And so they all know each other. So I think I would have done that like um, way sooner uh, because I feel like in terms of friends, I feel like I would have had a better college experience if I had more friends, to be honest. Um, because, yeah, because NAU didn't have a lot of school spirit, so it wasn't like we were having a lot of events where you would just naturally, like, bump into somebody, so, you know, um, yeah, so sorority, maybe, um, I would go to a different college, I would have done a different major, I would have done my major in education, so I could already probably have my teacher certificate by now, um, so I would have done that differently. And I mean, that's from me just not really looking at, like Rachel said, college as like, okay, your career, what are you going to do? Well, that needs to match your major. What does you need to be doing things towards whatever you want to get a job in? Like, that's literally what it is. But we're not taught that. I wish I would have had that mindset because I'd probably be I mean, I'm glad of where I am and like what I've accomplished. But I know I could have probably done it a little faster and be a little like maybe somewhere else if i would have um <clears throat> just you know made my um my credits and my in my classes just more towards okay what am i eventually gonna do but i didn't know what i wanted to do i was switching i wanted to be a veterinarian i wanted to be a genealogist i wanted to just be a writer i wanted to um lawyer like i went through everything because i had no fucking idea (coughs) 
sorry i'm fighting whatever nasty ass virus has been like going around it's so gross um so yeah college was definitely an experience see i know i would have had a different experience if i would have gone to an hbcu because in AU not only was it very exclusively white like i said i did experience some racism there (laughs) so um you know people doubting you teachers looking at you some type of way maybe not believing in you um and people being shady like at any of you it's so it's i don't know if you're not in a sorority or not in a something something it's hard to get into a party like you can't just walk right in you gotta literally at the door they're like wait who do you know <laughs> and it's like really so um yeah i just feel like i would have gone because i was always the only black person in class most likely you know or if you know if it wasn't another black person it was at least another hispanic person or or a foreign exchange student that was of the asian persuasion or something but you know i was usually the only black person and only person of color in class and i never saw a black teacher oh i'm lying i did see them but they were only i'm lying sorry it's because they were only in like the ethnic studies department and social issues those were where the ethnic teachers were and i mean that's that also makes sense i want my ethnic teachers ethnic like the fuck the students at my school were hard on the black teachers that were not in the ethnic studies department were not in the sociology oh. department were not in the african department studies department they were hard on the the professors that were in film and um sciences and stuff like that no there was no black science no there was no black science teachers but there was a one black film professor and we were kind of hard on her but it was also her you know her decisions with the administration and things like that yeah. but that's a side note damn that's crazy though but i yeah i didn't see many black teachers and i feel like if i would have had a black teacher i would have been able to connect you know maybe because it just literally seemed like the only person that gave a fuck that if I was in the class or was there was the teacher. And that's only because they had to take attendance. Like, I didn't feel like a connection with a lot of my teachers. <sighs> dang, yeah. I'm like, dang, my college experience was meh. It was okay. I did have fun, though. I'm not going to, like, downtown in AU's cute. <laughs> like, there are some bomb Thai restaurants there. Check them out. There's, like, five of them. They're all, they're all bomb. Um... But yeah, so that is... Oh, no, 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 no. I want to talk about HBCUs a little bit. Definitely, I would definitely recommend visiting an HBCU if you are, like, around college age or, you know, if you're in your late early 20s, late teens, Mm -hmm. visit an HBCU if you are black, even if you're not in college, even if you don't go to an HBCU. Visit one, go to a homecoming, go to a step show, go to something, go to a party, just go. And um, you'll learn how to dance. You learn how to have fun. <laughs> you learn how to do a lot of things. So, I would it's I would it's a good experience. And I think if I hadn't done that, if I hadn't took the time, and you know went out of my way, went out of my comfort zone to visit, um, I don't think I would have been able to to relate to a lot of things. I would think I would have been closed off. I think I would have had a skewed picture of what I thought like what black education it was i wish i sat in on classes there i wish i was able to sit in in a class in an hbcu didn't get a chance to do that but maybe i still will um i keep like smacking my mouth that's really gross 
Oh, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a PWI. It was an expensive school. I really am a pro- pro- promoter of free education. You know, we just voted in a congresswoman in New York, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I think I pronounced it wrong, um, but I really support <laughs> her cause of free healthcare, free education, social democratic systems. You know, like, why are we paying so much when we want to? It's like, don't we want the society, the, everybody in the society to evolve financially that won't that help at all everybody why are you starting everybody from either having no edu- either they have no education so then they can't like they can't afford to go to college at all they just don't go they have like then they're less eligible to get jobs so then you're already on a like a lower financial bracket or you have a whole bunch of loans and you're st- barely eligible to get the jobs um, so I think starting people from the bottom is really great for a society. And I think we should look at the smaller nations. Like if we actually, cause we, we have small nations, we have states. And if the states actually work like small nations, it'd be easier to like regulate, not regulate the people, but regulate and help the people like advance their living, like help their livelihood. That's all. So, you know, I think not everybody has the privilege to pay for education and we have to you know be aware of that like when you're sitting in your job if you're listening to this on the way to work and you went to college and nobody ever talked about loans or financial aid or whatever you know check yourself check the people around you like really understand that you know there is it's a privilege to go to college that's really what i'm trying to say um because at the end of the day there's so many there's like a bar and if you don't have that diploma like there's a lot of space under the bar um so even though it didn't teach us a lot of the things that financial life skills yeah life skills really life skills relationship skills yeah even though it didn't do that it gave us this like, I don't want to say one-up, but it is a one-up mm-hmm. on so many people who deserve it just as much. But the but the system got them. The system got them. And, you know, that that is a privilege. College, you know. Because nobody can take that away from us. Nobody can take a degree away from us. Hopefully, we, we will move into the world where the degree almost matters less and it more matters on your skills. So the people who don't get a chance to go to college, but maybe were taught some things, can still utilize them and serve the society with those skills and get paid for it. <laughs>